0: We reached out to Shelby County and when we called the offices saying give us some of your numbers and the response was in 2020 there were 150,000 residents in Shelby County without valid driver's license on our roads, and that equated to millions of dollars in fines and penalties. And we learned that some of them were coded incorrectly. Some of them have been on their record for more than 10 years. And we learned that some of them got these charges in other states. So learning the information, knowledge is key.
1: It's time for Mid-South Viewpoint. Hi, I'm Byron Tyler. Thanks for stopping by on this program. I want to welcome a couple longtime dear friends of mine, James Kirkwood and Vanessa Sweet. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. Mid-South Viewpoint here on Bot Radio Network.
2: Hey, I'm doing good. Byron, I appreciate you calling us in,
1: allowing us to come. Well, the special treat, the cherry on top, is having Vanessa Sweet in the studio, right? Absolutely. So
0: glad to be here
1: amongst great people. Vanessa, you're so Mm -hmm. kind. And when's the last time we got together?
0: I think the last time we were here, it had something to do with uh, the National Day of Prayer, I
1: believe. I think so. Yeah,
0: it's been a while. We've
1: had some amazing opportunities. Yes. You remember when we went down to the Metro Shopping Center, right? And had drive-by prayer. Stop here for prayer. Yes. At Danny Thomas and Crum. Oh boy! And it yes. was so neat to see people come by. Yes. A couple people gave their hearts to Jesus. That's true. We did a live program, James. You weren't there, I don't think. I wasn't there, but I've been there. You've been there. I've been uh-huh. there. You've been there. You know great what I'm talking experience. about. Yeah, prayer House. Oh, yeah. That's a great experience. Prayer House Church. Pastor Dirk Martray. Yeah. And how's pastor doing?
0: Pastor's doing great. As a matter of fact, this next week we'll be celebrating our 15-year anniversary.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yes. I had no idea. Yes. Well, to celebrate, we'll have to get you guys back on to talk about that celebration. Look forward to it. Love to do that. Yes. And James, first of all, let will just introduce you as, of <laughs> course, the, the director of the Memphis Christian Pastors Network and retired Memphis police officer, connoisseur on the barbecue, right?
2: Yes. <laughs> how's family? Family doing? How's your wife? Fam- and- Everybody's doing well. Uh we're blessed. We got our grandkids from Atlanta here this summer, so the house is full and it <laughs> is bubbling with noise and fun. Don't and you laughter. love it? I enjoy it. I yes. really do.
1: Something about the summertime and kids playing and just hanging out with them. There's nothing like it, you know? Yes. Get some cold watermelon, some barbecue <laughs> on the grill, and boy, you've got an afternoon or an evening of fun, you Look, know? We listen, Uno cars, Uno
2: cars Ome- and uh that's the game. They They love it, and (laughs) you, you ought to see them. Just you know, hoping someone would pick. Choose the old maid. You know, and I'm laughing every time because every time someone gets the old maid, there's this big shout of laughter and
1: they just go on.
2: And I'm like, you ain't supposed to tell.
1: I haven't played Old Maid in so long. That brings back a lot of memories. Yes, it I'll does. I have to bring that game into my family fun with the grandkids. Also, you made an announcement just recently, this week, by the way, as we record the show, that you are running for City Council District 3 and the upcoming election in October. October. Yes, I am. Are you insane? Uh, no, I'm <laughs> no, no, I'm just I'm just kidding.
2: You know I'm kidding. Hey, listen, I'm excited about this uh, to serve. You know, I love serving a community. That's my why. My why is to just serve to make things better. Get this opportunity to run for City Council District 3 in our city. District 3 is Whitehaven, Oakhaven, Parkway, Village, Fox Meadows, and Hickory Hill. And so it, it encompasses all those different communities. And I'm excited about it because I've served that community such a long time. And so I get to do it as a city council person. I just need them to go out and vote on October 5th <laughs> for me, uh, but I'm excited to
1: do that. And we're here to talk about, amongst some other things, the expungement program, and we got some details coming up. We want to talk about that, but really before we do, and Vanessa, I want you to dive in too as we talk about our city. You know, the number one thing that people are thinking about is what? Crime. Crime. I mean, we recently see a report, why is Memphis, Tennessee so dangerous? You know, six cited reasons that we are really considered one of the most, or the most dangerous city in the United States. How do we get to become that way? I think
2: we have to be honest that we haven't done a good job of serving one another. That's true. We haven't reached in. We so oftentimes look for answers from other people outside Mm -hmm. instead of within. I'm this guy who truly believe the answers to our different problems that we have come from within us. But we have to come together as a community, as a people, as a church, as organizations, we have to come together in our city and sit down at the table with uh, police and really devise a real community policing strategy within our city so that we can begin to address whatever issues that are going on, whatever crime issue, we can address it from our pulpits, we can address it from our community centers, from our schools. If everybody come together to do their part Against whatever problem we're having, right. oh, we, it'll work. It'll be, it'll reduce. Yep. We'll see a change coming. But we have to collectively, you know. Right. And I'm glad for being on bot because I'm this guy who really believes in togetherness. Because I grew up in this one thing I learned as a child: where there's unity, there is strength. Yeah. Right? right. But there's also the blessing from God, right. and so God loves it when we can unify. And so I think these problems with crime is just a way for us to receive answers and solutions from God. And when we come together, we get it. And then we can together put those things into action.
0: Well, see, that's what Breakthrough Leadership Foundation is about. We were established not only to talk about the problem and recognize the problem, own up to our part of the problem, but also finding solutions, seeing what God has for us, coming in, discussing, looking at what is wrong, and seeing how we can make a part of making it right. Well,
1: when you discuss and you get together with these core group of people, what's on the table what are you talking about what are some of the
0: problems we'll see an example when you talk about the crime what have we contributed to make the crime what have we not done that has allowed the crime to continue or to grow and then seeing where we can be a solution we do come and talk about the problem we know there's a problem and we pray about it but after we pray that means we had a conversation with God and God always speaks so what is God saying To his people for us to do. So there's some repentance that needs to take place and then there's action. So we'll rise up after we prayed and not done any action and then come back and talk about the problem more. But Breakthrough Leadership Foundation is looking to be solution makers, looking for the solutions, looking for the answers. So when we come out of those four walls, we have to step out and do And
1: do something. I love that. I mean, there's two key words there, repent and action. When you see what's surrounding us, we see examples, Old Testament prophets, when they saw the vileness in their land, that they would rent their clothes and cry yes. out to God, and they personally would repent. Yes. So Is the church not repenting enough, James? Well, I can't
2: say what the church, have we repented enough? I have, all right? And I know I'm a part with a lot of different churches. The repentance and prayer is going on big time. In our city, we have been doing a lot of prayer going on with Bellevue, Love Memphis, their prayer 24 hours a day. A lot of churches are praying, all right? But now we have to turn our prayers. We have to believe when we pray, let's go and work, all right? Mm -hmm. You know, let's turn our prayers into action. God Mm -hmm. has heard us if we repent it, then get up and let's make a difference. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the key thing, mobilizing ourselves yes. into action, putting people at the table to really make a difference. And I think so oftentimes we miss all the wonderful young men and women yes. who are doing excellent work. This weekend, a few days ago, I was out at U Villages for this big barbecue fest, and I had to judge. And I looked out, and it was over a 400 young people, millennials, you know, the ages, generations. I'm like, I said, wait a minute, get a picture of this. Yes. All right. Because this is what we don't see. This is what we don't talk about. We have a lot of young people who are doing a amazing lot. things yes. that we need to cheer on. And yes, we have a lot of other young people who need opportunities to move in the right direction. That's right. Coming together at the table, we can address those kids, those opportunity youth who are not on the right path. We can help guide them back, put them on the uh, Memphis Christian Pastors Network, with, along with uh, Progeny Place, along with Breakthrough. We've been working to move young men and women into the electrical apprenticeship program. Some of those guys were ex-felons. Some of those guys were just working in little warehouse jobs, and they wanted a change. They wanted something different. And we were able to do that. And now they are working uh, out of that Blue Oval Project. They're working over the St. Jude Project. And they are making real money. I mean, wow. they make us some awesome salaries, move them away from poverty. Yes. But also... They They are being connected with a whole new group of people. That's true. All right. And so we have to make sure we do the work. We have to make sure that we give young people alternative choices. Here's the beautiful thing about evangelism is you go to where they are. And so we as a church community, we as a business organization, even our politicians, we have to go to where the people are. And those who are hurting, we have to go and see, okay, what's going on? What's happening with you? You know, what do you need for me to do? Yes. And if you need me to help you with an interview, right? We're gonna help you prep for that interview, all right? If you need me to help you find you know where the good jobs are, we're gonna help you do that. That's how we win, and that's how we move people forward.
1: I love that. You know, I just recently met a Tennessee Highway Patrol officer, Jamie Jarrett, and he was telling me how he's been listening to bot radio for the past 20 years and how it's really grew him in his spiritual walk with Christ. Mm-hmm. He said he accidentally found us. He said, I was listening to rap music all the time, I was kind of living away from God, mm-hmm. and one. One day I just started tuning the radio and I never listened to AM, but he found our radio station. The more I listened, the more God began to change my heart because I was filling my heart with God's Word. But one of the things he said, guys, that was really impressed me, he talked about his mother who constantly said, you're not where you're going to be. She believed in him. Yes. And so sometimes when we talk about our youth today, we look and we see maybe some of the mess they're in, some of the entanglement they're in, some of the entrapment, maybe the addictions. And we say, look, at this. they're not going to amount to anything. Oftentimes, that's what community speaks to yes. that population. Yes. But to be able to believe in them, to saying, you know, that might be where they are today, but that doesn't have to be where they are tomorrow. And if I personally take this on as a responsibility as a citizen, that's where we can actually see change, James.
2: That's exactly right. All right. Right. And that's what we're doing. As a police officer, I used to often see young men who've fallen into these traps of driver's license being revoked, driver's license being suspended, a felony on their record or arrest record that keep them from getting jobs. And I'm sitting like, man, we got to do something. And they don't know how to navigate. Right. Right. They just, because you hear all the negatives saying, once you got this, it's just done. You just done. No hope for you. We sitting at a meeting, we was like like, hey, Vanessa was like, we do expungement clinics. I'm like, really? I'm like, come on, Vanessa, let's do some expungement clinics, all right? Let's help these young men, the young women, get their driver's license back. Let's help them remove these incidents charges, off their criminal, yes. yeah, some of these charges off their criminal record. Let's do this. Let's help those young yes, men sir. who are caught up with cause of child support issues, license have been taken away, let's help them restore their driver's license. Uh, no, there no, no, was a
0: problem that we saw in our city, in our community, what was what some of the issues that we're facing, and when we reached out and tried to get some data, we reached out to Shelby County And when we called the offices saying, give us some of your numbers, give us some of the dollars, give us some of the information that you have. And the response was, in 2020, there were 150,000 residents in Shelby County without valid driver's license. On our roads. And that equated to millions of dollars in fines and penalties and situations. And we learned that some of them were coded incorrectly. Some of them have been on their record for more than 10 years. And some of them have no idea who to call, who to talk to, whether it's with the State Department of Safety and Homeland Security, or whether it's with Shelby County or with the city of Memphis. And we learned that some of them got these charges in other states. Some of them got these charges in Collierville, in Bartlett, or in another city or another county. So learning the information, knowledge is key in knowing where to go and who to talk to without being frustrated or without having the runaround. And so that's when we decided to start having these clinics, not just in one part of town, but in different pockets of our city. So this is our second expungement clinic and workshop.
1: I'll say, I was talking to somebody this morning, and I mentioned the word expungement, and they said, I've never heard that term. What does it mean? So I have a definition here. Expungement is a court-ordered process where the legal record of some criminal cases can be erased in the eyes of the law. Now, it's important to clarify that expungement is not forgiveness for committing a crime. That is a legal pardon. Likewise, pardons are not expungements and do not require removal of a conviction from a criminal record. Of course, in the U.S., pardons can be granted by public officials. President, for example, state governors also have that privilege to be able to do that. Expungement proceedings, however, must be ordered by a judge or a court, and that's where you guys have connected with the local judge.
0: And that's correct. With Shelby County, not all counties have expungements. Yes. Not all cities have expungements. Yes. Shelby County has decided to do those things.
1: Is that something that they were already doing, or did you help them to see this the This is need-
0: something that they've already decided to do. Our current county clerk has approved that, and that's what they're processing now for this term.
1: I also want to mention real quick that expungement orders do not remove records from the press, Google, or social media. That's
0: correct. But it
2: can make a difference, James. It makes a big difference. Here's the thing I'm always getting at these expungement clinics. I didn't know. I wanted to yes. get this off. I wanted to get these things in order, but I didn't know how. And they come up and they thank us, you know, like, man, we oh, yes. thank you their for- Your
0: countenance a- changes. Listen,
2: everything changes. It takes a load off for young men and young ladies who are burdened by the fans, burdened by not having their driver's license and having to go the to fear. work, yeah. navigating, trying to get a move from place to place. I mean, yeah, the fear. But when it was lifted, you look at them and they're like, man, and they get on the phone. I mean, you need to come down here. You need yeah. to come down. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's, it's working. Yeah, yeah. And so that's the joy. That's the joy of serving. That's the joy of working and helping to make things better in the lives of young men and women who, for whatever reason, all right, you know, got these charges, for you know, didn't pay the fine with driver's license to be able to come in and put some help, to give some help in these situations so yeah. they can be relieved. That's the key thing.
0: But Byron, keep in mind, everyone does not get expungement. Some get yeah. drive while you pay. Some get an explanation of just knowing what's on their account. Some get the status of their account, just hearing what's going on with their records, with their driving history. Okay. So just they pull their records. Some did not know that
1: they can go online and pull their record. OK, so break down a expungement clinic. There's one coming up real soon, right? Yes, Yes. July 15th. July 15th. So what does an expungement clinic look like?
0: Well, with our expungement clinics that we hold, we have the County, Shelby County Clerk's Office comes and the city of Memphis is present. And they can look at your, first you get a copy of your record to look what's on your record to see the history of your record. Some get a chance to to rebut their record. They may have things on there that does not belong to them. They may have coding wrong, where some things may have been coded as a a different phase or a different status. They can get drive while you pay. So they can set up a, a payment plan on their driver's records. This is not for any other expungement, only for their driver's license. Okay. And then on the Shelby County side, there is an opportunity to have possibly expungement. The ones that we did have to come to our last workshop received expungements. And we also have legal assistance yeah. where they can talk to legal advice. These are legal attorneys who are licensed in our county, in, in the state of Tennessee, who can guide them or, and navigate them with other questions that they may have.
2: And they
1: volunteer. Yes. These attorneys well, volunteer their services. And well, besides the, these offenses you're talking about now, we're talking driver. License driver's primarily, license primarily. But are there other expungements that can take place? Well, currently, those are the ones that we're
0: doing, but some of these are tied to their driver's license, things that they've done while in a vehicle.
1: Right. And James, as you talk about these jobs, you're trying to help these young men and women, too, get. I think this apprenticeship program is incredible, but you need to have a driver's license to get to the to job. To, yes. I mean, driving to Blue City is a little haul, right? Yes. Here's the deal. One of Memphis Christian Pastors
2: Network's main goals is to help reduce poverty. And we do it through the vocational, connecting young men and women to the vocational track. I'm old school. New school is career technology track. <laughs> All right. But we partner with organizations. We partner with Southwest More tech, TCAT, to move young men into these places. But one of the best places I found was apprenticeship programs with the unions. And so we partnered with IBEW Union to help prep young men to take the test for the electrical apprenticeship program. Been having a lot of fun doing it. It's been amazing. (laughs) Young men and young women moving into the electrical apprenticeship Not all young. Not all young. We've
0: had some uh, (laughs) 40s and 50s. Yeah, we did have
2: a couple forty, fifty. But here's a beautiful thing, all right? That on the own set all right? When they go off into these jobs, they are automatically out of poverty. That's right. Because these jobs are producing salaries, That's forty correct. to $50,000 yeah. wow. a year at the start. And they're learning while they earn this money. Oh, this yes. is just amazing. It is amazing. Yes. And so, you know, the Blue Oval Project, St. Jude Project, all Saint these Jude. projects is just blessing us with opportunities in our city to help reduce poverty by moving our opportunity youth into these areas where they can really earn just awesome salaries to take care of
1: themselves. You know, I remember when, I was in high school. I attended Kingsbury High School all through elementary, through graduation here in town. And I remember before I had understood what Jesus had done for me and how I got saved when I was 16. And I was just kind of a, a mixed up youth, like many youth are. You know, I needed the Savior, but I didn't know him. But I remember by the time I was 15, I was sick of school. I wanted to drop out. I had no no plan. I, just, I This is really not doing me any good. I didn't want it. I had no direction. And so there was a vocational center on campus, Kingsbury VoTech. And they had a program, Audio recording and it was the first high school recording class in the nation. And that interests me. That perked my interest. Audio, you know, I like that. And that's one of the reasons I got involved with what I'm doing now all these years later. It was that interest that kept me in school. And I went ahead and graduated yes. because that VoTech Center was there. And to, to your point, James, there are many of our youth who their career path might not take them to become a lawyer, a doctor, or whatever these professional types are, but they've got skills, like you said, electrician, plumber, maybe audio engineer. There's these, so are the school VoTech still in operation today? Not to the magnitude that it
2: should. It's a comeback. They're coming back now. Uh, one of the biggest mistakes I think we made in education was to... Just focus on college. That gave this big empty space for a lot Mm -hmm. of young Mm -hmm. uh, men and women who normally, as you said, when I graduated high school also, we had so many uh, young men and women from Mitchell High School, they left high school going to work brick masons, Mm -hmm. auto technicians, welders, uh, construction guys, carpentry. They left work. They left high school going into the job market, making just awesome money. They're trying to bring it back, and I think we need to help. The community needs to come together and push our school system into putting this vocational track back in service
1: in a big way. I think so, yeah. yeah. Well, there's, and I think what we've seen too, because of the lack of these opportunities through VoTech training, we're seeing a void and a lack of. Technicians in many of these professions means, yes. that we need, we yes. need these, you know, for we the future. We need those
0: plumbers. Yes. We need those electricians. Commenters, yes, you know? yes.
2: But that's the that's the big thing. If we can do that, a lot of the young men and even school, how you felt like school wasn't important anymore until you went, you know, into the vocational side. Now school has a meaning. Yes, that's what we need to give uh, that opportunity to the other young men and women yes. in our school system. If you're not going to college, here's the other university. All right, we need to talk the vocational tracks up and not as a put down or as a second class thing to college education yeah You know, this is another form of higher education to go off into the trades. Yes, you learn and you are constantly learning. When you entered into the radio, it probably looked at nothing like what it looks today. (laughs) Not at all. So you were continuously learning as we go forward. Auto mechanic young man said he wanted to be an auto mechanic to me the other day, and I said, "Hey, I stopped at 1972 when I could work on a (laughs) 1972 Chevy Nova." You know, I can't look at a car now because it's so complicated. Now you know what learning is continuation.
1: you know what NOVA means in uh, the Spanish language, don't you? No. It don't work. <laughs> they, they, couldn't, they couldn't sell NOVA cars in Mexico because uh, NOVA in that language means it, it doesn't work. Yeah. And so they didn't sell many NOVAs. Well, see, that's the beauty about
0: what we do in our upskill programs and our workforce development. They're never out of a job. Never. These come with certifications. These come with licenses. We've had testimony from one of the instructors and one of our um, sponsors, collaborators, that he has went to... Hawaii with his license and, and found labor. a job and been able to work while he's there. So these are universal careers. And with Breakthrough Leadership Foundation, we help you to be owners where you're hiring others, where you're having a staff. So if you have that mindset to where you want to work for yourself, we set you up for greatness.
1: All these clinics, expungement clinics you've had so far, how many citizens in our community have gone through those clinics so far?
0: Well, that's one of the, the beauty of the things we have not been able to keep up with the numbers. Numbers. We're starting to track more because of the way we're doing our business. We, Our first clinic was in 2017, where we did it on a small scale uh, with just bringing them together as a workshop, just information. Uh, some came thinking that they wanted to file bankruptcy because of the bill and the heaviness, and others came uh, just try, out of interest to know what was going on because someone drugged them there. And then we had some coming thinking that it was a bait and switch, that they were going to be arrested or put in jail because they had so many fines. But the weight that was off them, I think we had about 15 that day on a rainy day in February 2017. And our first one was April 1st uh, of this year in the White Haven community on Shelby Drive. And we had a large amount. The big thing was the number of dollars that these guys had to come off of them. The women that talked about not having a driver's license, not knowing that she needed insurance. Some did not even know that you needed insurance in order to drive in the city of Memphis. So some of the things that we take for granted that we think we sh- someone should know that they did not know. So education is very important.
1: You know, I think the scripture talks to us, James, about the weaker brother. You know, and we ought to bear with those. Yes, you know, and yes. using that, I don't want to I don't want to stretch the scripture there, but there is a principle here. I think, and like you said, not everybody would be educated on certain issues, and we don't need to assume. We need to be available right. and, and help. And I think that's that's real ministry.
2: All right, I think that's real outreach. Uh, if we can move our outreach. to to address the issues of our day, All right. I think that's what Jesus was doing. And they're open to and the gospel. Like,
0: yeah. Once we do that, they're open to the gospel. After you have met that physical need.
1: Yeah. yeah. But if they see the church is going to come alongside them and put their arms around them and ex- love on them where they are in the place they are yep. and provide these services and help them get out of a, a load. <laughs> and the beauty is, everything that we do, we do
0: them in the churches. We yes. we have we have our training in our in the churches. Our workshops are in the churches. Our expungement clinics are in the churches. They know how to get to a church. Okay,
1: so this expungement program now on July 15th, what do our listeners need to know about? The uh, expungement clinic will be at uh, the Healing
2: Center. The Healing Center in O.K. 3885 Tulahoma Road. That's Pastor Diane Young. You know, just an awesome pastor in the community who's been serving. That church has been serving the community of o Cave in the city of Memphis, in a huge way, a yes. big way for years. Yes. And so we will be there and, you know, just come out. Uh, share the word. If you know someone who needs help, all right, you know someone who needs help with getting their license reinstated, wants some charges or something, pull it off of their record. They don't know if it can work, but they need to come on and see it. No. If they have some issues with child support tied up and, you know, with their license, come on out on this day at the church and just, I promise you, you'll walk away different. I see guys do it. I'm just, I sit in these meetings and these events and I'm just waiting. And when I see these guys walk up like throwing their hands <laughs> up, I'm like, he don't even go to church. He throwing his hands up like, wow.
1: And, yes. and, and,
2: and, That's you true. Know, it's just awesome, you yes. know, and they Hey, man, tell us what happened. Man, I just got over here. I just came down here. My mom told me to go down there. They're going to help you. I did not know I was going to get the help that I got. I got more help than what I came for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's a huge thing. Uh, there will be some job opportunities there. That's true. Uh, Vanessa and
1: work there. Got, Uh What business are we going to have?
0: We have Hope Credit Union will be there as well and some of our training institutions.
1: Yeah. Okay, so is there a number to call or what should folks do? Do they need to sign up to come or just come?
0: There's no registration required. Uh, If you want information, you can go to the Memphis Christian Pastors Network website for the flyer or also go to Breakthrough Leadership Foundation to the Facebook accounts, and you can see the flyer out there with the information. But the phone number is area code 901-290-3514
1: to call. Vanessa, James, God bless you, my dear sister and brother. It is so wonderful to learn about this and talk about this clinic. And thank you so much for both of your commitment to our city and ultimately for the kingdom of Christ. God yes. bless you both. Thank you. Thank all you right. so much. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.